When someone says they're a designer, most of us, even designers, have a certain group that immediately comes to mind. Graphic designer, web designer, fashion designer, interior designer, and probably even architectural designer, right? Let's not be too stuck up though, shall we? There are plenty of other designers to choose from, and I'm certain some of us, that's you guys listening, are one of those other types of designers. So, I decided to pick one of the others for the topic of our discussion today. Since they say, all the world is a stage, we're going to step into that world and talk about set design on this episode of the Audio 9 Design Podcast. Stick around. In case you have never thought about it, or you really have no experience on or around a stage of any kind, you can't appreciate the art until you have a full understanding of what a set designer really has to accomplish. Think about it. It's like being a painter on a life-size 3D canvas that changes and moves multiple times a night for weeks or even months at a time, and it has to hold up and be fluid. Stresses me out just thinking about it. It's a virtual visual symphony, and the set designer is the maestro. So for more of a description of the position, I give you the American Association of Community Theaters take on a set designer. The set designer's job, the basics, all the scenery, furniture, and props the audience sees at a production of a play make up the set design. The set designer's job is to design these physical surroundings in which the action will take place. A theater set should suggest the style and tone of the whole production, create both mood and atmosphere, give clues as to the specific time and place of the action, should offer creative possibilities for the movement and grouping of actors. The set may also need to be designed so the backstage areas used by the actors and stage crew are kept out of sight from the audience. This will depend on the effect the director wants to create with the staging and on the type of stage the production uses. All the things appearing on the stage other than the scenery are called stage properties or props. Set props like furniture, draperies, and decorations are the types of things that complete the set and they need to be part of the set design. The set designer will normally read the script many times, both to get a feel for the flavor and the spirit of the script and to list its specific requirements for scenery, furnishings, and props. The time of day, location, season, historical period, and any set changes called for in the script are noted. The set designer's focus here is on figuring out everything that may be needed based on the dialogue in the script. Stage directions tend to be ignored at this point in the process. A designer's tools. Set designers use several tools to communicate their ideas to the director and other designers. These may include a rough sketch of the set in the preliminary phase, floor plans drawn to scale, showing from above the general layout of each set and the placement of the furniture and large props, front elevations giving a view of the elements of the set from the front and showing details like windows or platforms, miniature three-dimensional models showing how each set will look when finished. These visual aids help to ensure that all the theater artists involved in the production understand each other. Once the show opens, the designer's work is essentially complete. 
Now it's normally the job of the stage manager and backstage crew to make sure that every aspect of the production runs just as the designer intended, time after time, until the production closes. Collaboration The set designer will meet with the director and the design team, set costume lighting and sound designers, to discuss the details of the set and the director's interpretation of the play. The set, costume, and lighting designers also meet and work together to ensure the creation of a unified look and feel for the production. A lively exchange of initial ideas and first impressions helps clarify the steps that each person needs to take in this intensely collaborative process. A Master Carpenter The Master Carpenter's job takes the working drawings from the technical director and using them builds the set. After a quick glance at the working drawings, the master carpenter should be able to schedule the build, order lumber, and then just pass that information on to the crew chief and technical director, who makes sure that the carpenters are there at the appropriate times. In many theaters, these duties have been absorbed into the technical director position. If your show can come up with a master carpenter, use them wisely. Master Painter a highly sought skill in most theaters, the master painter is responsible for painting the set elements under the direction of the set designer, but often the master painter has the freedom to choose many of the design elements him or herself. Carpenters and Electricians When sets need to be built or lights hung, shows need carpenters and electricians to do the grunt work of sawing, hammering, lifting, hanging. In many companies, no experience is necessary to serve in one of these roles, as you will be taught on the job. Often, actors serve in these roles when they aren't needed in the rehearsal. So, obviously, the set designer is a lot more than just a fancy title. So now you know the what and the how. Next, I'll give you the who. From David Barber and BroadwayDirect.com, the supposed hit list of Broadway's top set designers. Broadway Direct brings you the next installment in a quarterly series that highlights theater professionals who are making their mark on Broadway and beyond. Here's a look at some of the most prominent names in set design today with upcoming productions you won't want to miss. Only a handful of designers are lucky enough to work on Broadway on the regular. Here's a look at some of the most prominent names in set design today. Bunny Christie is one of the newest members of the Broadway club, but you can count on her being asked back, thanks to the rapturous reception for the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. Seeking to represent the inside of an autistic adolescent's head, the designer came up with a highly original solution, a box set with walls and a floor made to look like graph paper, which is packed with visual surprises that underscore his unique perceptions. The curious incident comes from London's National Theatre, where Christie is a mainstay. For her work there, she has won three Oliver Awards. For A Streetcar Named Desire, starring Glenn Close, The White Guard, and The Curious Incident, and One Evening's Standard Award for Baby Doll. Other clients include Donmar Warehouse, Royal Shakespeare Company, and various opera companies. This season, she also designed the West End musical Made in Dagenham, based on the Sally Hawkins film. Could her Broadway debut net her a Tony Award? It's not impossible. Bob Crowley also made his name at the National Theater and Royal Shakespeare Company, debuting on Broadway with Les Liaisons Dangerouses. Hope I got that right. In 1987, he started racking up Tony Awards with Carousel in 1994, followed by Ada, The History Boys, The Cost of Utopia, Mary Poppins, and Once. This season on Broadway, he has The Audience, about Elizabeth II and her prime ministers, David Hare's romantic political drama, Skylight, and a new stage version of a classic film, An American in Paris. At Brooklyn Academy of Music, he designed the scalding revival of The Iceman Cometh. Crowley can do spectacle with the best of them. 
see the palace vistas and gilded a surprise-filled cave of wonders in Disney's Aladdin. But some of his most beautiful work has been starkly simple. An Irish pub in Once and the spare midnight-shrouded apartment in last season's revival of The Glass Menagerie. He often plays tricks with perspective. One set in the audience compresses several hundred feet of Buckingham Palace into a single backdrop, ending in a tiny throne room. It's a classic Crowley look. Ana Luizos made her name with a trio of musicals about New York, the mythical puppet-populated outer borough neighborhood of Avenue Q, the Brooklyn hipster paradise of the short-lived High Fidelity, and the uptown Latino street scene just east of the George Washington Bridge for In the Heights. She also served as an art director on eight episodes of the most New Yorkish of TV series, Sex in the City. Each of these merged gritty urban details with the designer's distinctive wit. Her work on Irving Berlin's White Christmas, The Mystery of Edwin Drood, and Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella demonstrated her knack for gorgeously detailed painted scenery. This year, she goes digital with expansive video projections for the new musical Honeymoon in Vegas. Next up, the wedding day musical It Should Have Been You, and next season, Andrew Lloyd Webber's latest School of Rock. A Broadway regular for nearly 20 years, Derek McLean won Tony Awards for 33 variations, one of his intensely detailed collage settings, and for a sleek triple-decker Art Deco ocean liner in Anything Goes. His sets often spill off the stage and into the house. In The Best Man, campaign bunting steamed past the proscenium, creating the atmosphere of a political convention. In Follies, he covered the entire auditorium with torn canvas and work lights, effectively transforming it into a crumbling, abandoned Broadway house. These days, he divides his time between theater and television. He designed NBC's live presentation of The Sound of Music and Peter Pan, and he has excelled at one of show business's most thankless jobs, designing the last two editions of the Academy Awards, nabbing an Art Director's Guild Award for the 2014 show. Currently on Broadway, he has Beautiful, the Carol King musical. In April, he adds Lerner and Lowe's Gigi and Living on Love, in which Renee Fleming makes her Broadway debut. Once you design a little thing like the Book of Mormon, you're on the producer's hot list for life. And is there a busier designer than Scott Pask? This season alone, he has already given us a lavishly appointed Manhattan bedroom for Terrence McNally's show business farce, It's Only a Play. And coming up in April are Finding Neverland, the musical about J.M. Barrie and the creation of Peter Pan, Something Rotten, a rowdy musical comedy about Shakespeare's theatrical contemporaries, Airline Highway, his eye-popping two-level rendering of a Louisiana motel exterior, and The Visit, starring Cheetah Rivera as the darkly mysterious billionaire who returns to her hometown to make a chilling proposition. Any free time is spent designing off-Broadway for various opera companies. In London, he also did the Cirque du Soleil touring spectacular, Amaluna. He has Tony's for The Pillman, The Coast of Utopia, a co-design with Crowley, and The Book of Mormon. David Rockwell was a celebrity architect-slash-designer for his restaurants and bars, including the many outposts of the Nobu Empire, before finally realizing his dream to be a Broadway designer, with the 2001 revival of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Since then, he hasn't looked back, creating outrageously amusing sets for Hairspray, Legally Blonde, and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, not to mention his starkly gripping environment for a revival of the normal heart. Earlier this season, he won plaudits for his haunting rendition of a seedy, freak-filled carnival in Sideshow. Currently, he is winning applause for the sleek Art Deco train interiors seen in On the 20th Century. Amazingly, he does all this while continuing to run one of New York's most sought-after design firms, 
Current projects include a new Virgin Hotel in Chicago and a redesign of Newark Airport's Terminal C in New Jersey. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a whole lot of something you probably weren't too familiar with a few minutes ago. And as they say in that industry, that's a wrap. Thank you again for listening to the Audio 9 Design Podcast, where we bring you the latest news updates and trends in the design industry. If you have a suggestion for another podcast or you want to learn more about this one, check out the podcast section for links to information, as well as everything else you need to know at Audio 9, that's the number 9, design.com. Thanks again.